Hey, welcome back to Life Worth Living once again with Mike Offlerbach. Hey, today I want to talk a little bit about the cross and what does it mean to really carry your cross and what does it look like? If you look in Matthew 16 verses 24 through 26, you see that Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? So you got to think about the cross a little bit, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. What does that cross look like? What does my cross look like? What does the cross of Christ look like? We think about Jesus and who Jesus was. We know who he was. He was the Savior of the world. He's the one that came into the world and took the punishment of man, took the wrath of God upon himself, that he might be slain as a lamb led to the slaughter, that we might be covered in the blood of Christ and sit free from our sins or wrongdoings, our disobedience to God, so that we can have life with him and a relationship with the Father for all eternity. Go back to the very beginning of the time. Adam and Eve had a relationship with God the Father. God walked in the in the garden with them in the cold of the evening, and they were disobedient to God. That disobedience broke the relationship that they had with God and brought sin into the world. Now, my sin, which is my wrongdoing against God, and your sin, which is your wrongdoing and disobedience to God, breaks your relationship with the Father. So, Jesus had to come. Nothing else was a good enough sacrifice. The one and only begotten Son of God left the heavens where he was seated with his Father, came down to the earth as a man, lived a perfect life in complete obedience to the Father, never did anything wrong, and then he was still put upon a cross. He was still beaten, bruised, battered, beyond complete recognition of even being a man, and he took the wrath of God upon himself. Now, the wrath of God, I don't know if anybody here wants the wrath of God. If you go back and you read a little bit of Exodus, you can see what some of the wrath of God looked like when Pharaoh would not let God's people go. And that is not a wrath that I want to be a part of, and I don't think you want to be a part of. But Jesus willingly took that wrath upon himself. Now, think about this just briefly. When Jesus was on that cross, taking the wrath of God, he was taking the wrath of God for everybody's sin from the beginning of time till the end of time. Several billion people on the earth right now at this point in time. How many people have been on the earth throughout history since the beginning? Quite a few, I would say. So, he took God's wrath of everybody, every sin, everything that has ever been done, ever will be done, and bam! It was laid upon him. Now you tell me, now you tell me, when he was in the garden praying beforehand, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me, and he was sweating blood, you tell me that it was about the beating that he was about to get. That's not what, what it was about. It was about the cup that he was fixing to drink, the wrath of God that was fixing to be poured out upon him, the wrath of his own father who would turn his face from him because he could have nothing to do with the sin once Christ took that sin upon himself. So on that cross, the cross that Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me, is not the same cross that Christ died on. A lot of times we like to think that passage is, well, i got to carry my burdens just like Jesus carried them. Uh, no, Jesus died on that cross 
so you wouldn't have to carry those burdens anymore. That's kind of the point of him going to the cross. And so you look at that passage and what was on that cross? That cross was my slander of other people. That cross was my hatred of other people. That cross was my immorality when I sinned against the Father. Uh, That cross was my pride each and every day. That cross held my selfishness. There's many things that that cross held, and it was all the things and the workings of the flesh, the things that get in the way of your relationship with the Father, the things that you put before God, okay? Those things of this world, those things of the flesh, were all upon that cross. But Jesus is telling us, and I know this is before he went to the cross, but he was telling us, pick up your cross and follow me. So it doesn't make sense that he wants us to pick up a cross with our burdens on him and carry our burdens around all the time. And so if you look at the cross, my question to you is, what kind of cross are you carrying? The cross that Jesus died for had the following on it. Immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, divisions, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and many things just like it. But now Christ died for those things. They were wiped clean on the cross. If we choose to follow Christ, if we choose to accept Christ, now we can live in the following, which are the fruit of the Spirit, of the work that Christ accomplished on the cross, and the Holy Spirit can accomplish in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Yes, there you have it. You have the choice each and every day to live in the Spirit of God, to allow the Holy Spirit to take over you and to live through you, okay? Let the Holy Spirit live through you, and you can have these gifts of the Holy Spirit, which I would guarantee you is a much better cross to carry than the cross that Christ carried for you. There's no reason for you to carry that cross ever again. There's no reason for you to look back and all those sins that you have committed. There's no reason to allow the enemy to bring up all those past mistakes and all those past regrets that you have. Oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Oh, I wish I would have done this different. That's gone. It's in the past. Don't look back. Keep looking forward. God's in front of you. God's leading you. He walked before you. He was the one who led the way. He showed you the way to go. God is so good he doesn't ask you to do anything he has not already done. Do you understand that? He led by example, put himself on that cross to die for you, and then said, hey, come and follow me. Do what I've showed you to do. Love how I've showed you to love. Do unto others that you would have them do unto you. Because that's what I did for you, he says. I put myself on that cross. I gave my life for you. I have shown you how to live life. Come and live in me and be free today. Carry the light burdens that I have for you. They're not heavy. My yoke is good and it's not going to hurt you. Follow me and be free. All right. Life worth living. See you next time.